All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. You guys might be the coolest people we've ever had on the show. Like, oh, the coolest. I don't know if standing ovations uh, after an interview are. <laughs> I'm such a big fan. I just got to say, this oh, is one of the surreal things, moments hey. where I'm like, freaking, no, I'm geeking out. I can't keep, I, I had to say, I had to get it out. I appreciate it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A show all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, you get to see Andrew become a super <laughs> I fan. I couldn't help it. Man, super I'm such a big fan. Super duper fan. I was geeking out, and I'm still smiling. I know. And, I'm wow. trying to like at least stay cool because they're human beings, Andrew. But it was pretty cool. We had Bear Reinhardt and Mary Reams, his wife. And honestly, they were so thoughtful. And we talked about toxic ambition. We talked about um, what does it look like to be inspired. Like, what does that mean? We also we talked, talked about, about like intentional parenting a ton, which was really cool. We talked about Bear's college football career. And I learned, so I, I feel like I had several perspective shifts throughout this conversation. I hope you listening also have the same experience. Um, also, if you're listening, don't take this offensively. But if you've been living under a rock and you don't know the name Bear Reinhardt, it's need to breathe. Okay? If you don't know that, I'm sorry. Just do yourself a favor. Go look up Need to Breathe. Listen to some songs. Some of the best musicians ever. Yes, and also Wilder Woods is a, a solo act that Bear has done. Uh, but the reason for this conversation was because Need to Breathe is coming out with their ninth album called Caves. Bear says it's the best collection of songs to date. Which is wild. Wild. Um, so we'll link more information for that down below. 
Without further ado, we bring you this conversation with Bear and Mary Reams Reinhardt of Need to Breathe. No, you guys might be the coolest people we've ever had on the show. Like, oh, the wow. coolest. Oh. Like, look at the... Um, Look at this shirt. It makes me feel any better. My son Woods, the middle one, who's he's our personality one. He was like, "Mom, what, what are, are you wearing?" wearing? <laughs> 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 I was like a race car driver today. <laughs> our three-year-old has started that, uh-huh. where I'll come out wearing something, and she said, "Mom, I don't like that." And I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> I feel judged." I right don't now. like this. Yeah, yeah. Or she'd be like, "Why aren't you wearing a dress today?" I was like, "Mama doesn't wear dresses, honey." Yeah. <laughs> We've got a body shamer and our, our oldest is <laughs> like obsessed. I think from superheroes, like abs yeah. is a big thing to him. And so anytime he's like, he's like, why don't you have abs? He says it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or like if I'm getting in the jacuzzi or something, he's like, we got to work on that. Seriously. Uh, I no do doubt. not know where that comes from. That's yeah, amazing. Like, That's yeah. Yeah. They're like the most honest little things. I know. Yeah. And I know. Even when I da- our daughter will say stuff, I'm like, honey, that's not nice. But then I'm like, you're s- just speaking. <laughs> I don't know if I should teach you not to say this right. or. Uh, yeah. Would you mind, Bear, uh, since I- I've never seen a tattoo of jean shorts before, telling the story of that? Yeah. Because it's. Of course. I was, um, I was in counseling. Um, and I think it's EMDR. Am I getting the letters <laughs> right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. And we're doing this, but basically it's the idea of like you kind of visualize, you're closing your eyes and you're trying to visualize these things. And, and so you go through like some tra- traumatic memories too. Mm-hmm. But this was like a good time. It was like, think of the best time in your, uh, you know, childhood life, like when you were the most confident and happy and present and all that. And I immediately picture myself at this campground I grew up on. Um, and he's like, what are you wearing in it? And I'm like, jean shorts, no shirt. And so I was in, uh, I was on tour with One Republic, and we were, and they brought a tattoo artist in. They're like, you want to get one? We got 20 minutes, you know, before the show or something like that. I was like, uh, yeah, I think so. so <laughs> they did that in 20 minutes. Yeah, that's really Isn't impressive. That crazy? Yeah, I did a good job. Who are this um, tattoo artist? Is I need to. <laughs> yeah, all right. So yeah, it's a little me- reminder. I just saw her shoes too. You guys are the, for sure the coolest. <laughs> I wear these shoes all the time in part because they give you a little bit of height. I feel like every woman is like, if I was just a couple inches taller, you know? But people ask about them a lot. Um, do, do you have any tats? I don't. You know, I've thought about it at various times in life. And then now I think I'm like past the age. And now everybody has them. And so now I kind of don't want to get it because yeah. everybody has it. So I haven't. No tattoos. It's She'll get my face someday. I love tattoos. I love tattoos with abs. Yeah, exactly. Right. There, yeah. <laughs> it's flip. Sean has some tats and is eager to get more. I have zero and don't. I used to have an interest. The same thing, but yeah. now I'm like, I think I'm too old. Like I'm gonna. I be literally the... one time when I was probably like 27 went to set up an appointment, went to the tattoo store, and of course it was like. Not anything. It was like a word or something in red. I was going to get him arm, mm-hmm. and I think the tattoo artist just sized me up and was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> he literally told me no. I was like, yeah. okay. "You are. <laughs> not, this is not, this for, is you. not yeah. for you." I actually yeah, had yeah. the same thing. I had an appointment set up <laughs> for like six months ago, and I think it's just being a mom now. Uh-huh. She like. I like was driving to the studio and I was like, I don't think I can do this. It was more me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, is it weird for a mom to now have like more? I don't know. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a built-in accessory. That's what I like. And I like now it's like, now once you go, it's like, well, might as well just keep rolling yeah. with it. You rock them. You yeah, rock just, them. you know, have fun with it. Dang, bro. You guys are just freaking loaded with swag I'm, i would it's never a, I have bracelets this is unbelievable <laughs> andrew's gonna walk in tomorrow with like bracelets i'm so like, what are you doing? Do it. inspired <laughs> do, the, do the rings have 
Oh yeah. Well, this is the Wilder Woods ring I made for the last record. Um, we had it on the inside of the vinyl for it, and then no, just uh, pick them up on the road and stuff okay. like that. Sick. Yeah. There was a fan for a while that made some of those. Yeah, rings I would get them, them after I started wearing really cool. and stuff. People would, like bring stuff, really cool stuff to the show. Awesome. You know? Is that a lion or? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think it's like a brass knuckle kind of thing. But yeah, I would not want to catch that one wrong. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, like boys won't pound it with me because they're like, <laughs> they're like, easy, easy. <laughs> so uh, how long have you been touring? Um, 20 years, maybe, a little over. And you guys have been together 15? No, we just had our 20-year wedding wedding anniversary okay. two weeks ago. Wow. So you guys have been touring for as long as you've been. Yeah, married. she was our first booking agent. So okay. we were college kids, of course. And yeah, I was like, I, th- I think I can get some more shows on your books. <laughs> <So laughs> I gave her a script. I, mean, was, I played football in college at this little place called Furman. And then, and, um, and we needed like, we we're just trying to get like all the youth group shows and stuff. It was like, when the guys, the youth pastors out of town, can we play? You know, <laughs> give us 50 bucks. That's enough for gas. And uh, I gave her a whole script to read, but she killed it. We still have the calendar for her like booking and what the notes of people saying, what wow. they, you know. Are you still the booking agent? No. <laughs> but interestingly, another guy who went to Furman is a big agent at CAA and is. So it's he wow. and I joke that, like, we're really the reason. Because <laughs> right. he was yeah. in Furman, too, at the same time. His dad was a manager. So we're all kids, and we met together. I gave him the press kit, which people don't, probably don't even know what that is anymore because it's all electronic. But And he gave it to his dad, and his dad was their, man- their manager for the first half of their career. He went on to like work his way up at CAA, so it's kind of wow. it's kind of a neat thing. I remember back when press kits were like, it was all in how you presented them and how you printed them, mm-hmm. and like the folders and yeah, like hard stuff. Yeah, we had the Manila yeah. folder. We had, yeah. There was like the best picture y'all had on For really sure. nice paper. Right. Of course, that we were printing out ourselves, like oh, the yeah. church copier, and then uh, you know bio and a CD. Back when paper wow. was a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we go back into your love story a little bit, we always love talking about like talking to couples. I I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, a couple of things. I'm curious the dynamic and how it's like shifted. So you guys have been together basically through your entire journey, from when you're trying to make it to now you're literally a household name. Um, all four of them are household names. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a big fan. I just got to say, this oh, is one dude, of the surreal thanks, moments hey. where I'm like, freaking, no, I'm geeking out. I can't keep, I, I had to say, I had to get it out. I appreciate, <laughs> it. I appreciate it. I will say, side note, side story, most embarrassing moment for my husband, I'm going to say it for him, <laughs> was we had been rector in the studio with his wife. Mm-hmm. And you committed <laughs> a, awesome. you committed a cardinal <laughs> sin, literally a cardinal sin. He asked him to sing, and Ben was like, nah. No. So then he sang for him, <laughs> I, I and sang. I was like, I was mortified. But I was, it was like, good, though? You'll, we'll never do another interview. It's pretty good though. It was whatever. <laughs> um, so I'm just curious how the dynamic has shifted between you guys because you guys have gone from literally like making it work to now you're all over the entire world and how it's kind of affected your marriage. Yeah, I mean, I, it's fun. I mean, it, when you first say that, I, I just think it feel it still feels the same. Yeah, you know, in the sense of like, um, it still feels like we're trying to make it. You know, <laughs> I mean, it really does. It's like it, when when we first like 
were together and the band started working, they're like, every, you know, everybody would be like, how long are you going to do this? Or like, what do you think? I was like, I don't know. We got about three months worth of money. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, and then we have to come home. I don't yeah. know what. And, and it's always felt that like time has gotten extended. It feels like, well, maybe we got a couple more years or whatever. Um, but it's always still feels like that in music. It's, it's mm -hmm. just not, um, just not like, you know, I should have been a doctor or something, or something <laughs> with a real job, you know? Um, so it's always felt like that. But I think for us, it's, it's, um, it's kept us humble because I think the conversations are really similar, mm -hmm. you know, from the beginning of kind of like what, why are we doing this and mm -hmm. why is it okay for me to leave and go on tour and why mm -hmm. all those, I feel like we still have those conversations. We probably have gotten, um, much better at that part. You know, I think it's something that we like implemented in the last few years, like six or seven years, probably started doing like goal retreats together. We just go away for a hotel for three days and like, do a day of like just dreaming about stuff and mm -hmm. then actually writing all the goals down. And then the last day we're like, mm -hmm. um, here's the stuff we're not going to do. <laughs> you know, we dream this, but this is too much. It's like mostly no list by the end of the week. Yeah. Weekend. Right. It's like, we gotta, we gotta avoid some of that mm -hmm. stuff. So I think that part has been huge. Um, because I think you just know it's going to get rough. Like mm -hmm. there's going to be times you're out for too long or I miss the boys games or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's nice to have a thing to go back to. It's like, well, we said we wanted to do this, and we, here were the reasons why, and we committed to this, and it's going to be okay. And, mm. and so I think that's probably like the the groundwork I think that we were able to lay each year of kind of like how many shows we're going to do, and mm -hmm. what is this going to look like. Super helpful. Yeah, I think. Well, two things. I think starting from the beginning, sort of with them, is really. I feel really fortunate because I've always felt really connected to their career you know and I feel like our conversations like we can talk about it um and I understand what's going on so that's like just nice um but I also you know during the years where you don't have any money and you know you're just getting by I mean they're literally like substitute taught I think our first yeah um couple of years and like you make 60 at the time you made like 60 bucks a day mm -hmm. <laughs> substitute wow. teaching so I have my own so I'm a nurse practitioner so we kind of got to go through going back to school when you're 25 and moving somewhere. Mm -hmm. We moved to Charleston to, so I could go to school there and then me pursuing my own thing. So I still have my own stuff, which is really nice. And then, you know, life is just kind of a journey, especially with kids when they come into the picture. I still feel like we're like kind of like he was saying, figuring out the touring thing where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, this was working for a long time, but now we have three kids. And now they're at a different stage. They're getting into activities and sports and that, you know. Mm -hmm where you, you kind of I used to be able to go on the weekends a lot more um but now I'm like well Wilder has a football game or mm, <laughs> you know a baseball right. game or something so kind of always evolving with that kind of stuff how do you paint the sorry I'm just going to take over the interview <laughs> um how do you paint the picture for your boys like being raised in a world where everyone knows their dad how do you how do you protect them from that and humble them in a sense of teaching ambition and teaching working from the ground up and failures and not only success. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. I mean, I think, and it's, I, I don't have a reference for like what it would be like mm -hmm. to not, you know, be doing this. Um, but it's fun. You know, they, they always used to be like, who are you? Who, that's on, who's that on TV? Is it going to be you? Are you going to be on there? You know, like they have this expectation of like, mm -hmm. I'm going to see a billboard and you should, you should probably be on that. Why mm -hmm. aren't you on that? This, that kind of, um, but so like, it's a, it's, that's a weird thing to have. And then, you know, when people come up and take pictures and stuff, mm -hmm. that's a, another thing. I'm always like, 
I'm like, was that weird? And they're like, super weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I just try to keep it light in that way. And then, and then I think it's just like regular parenting, really. I think like trying to, you know, right now with the sports and stuff, it's, Mm -hmm. that's a big thing for me. Cause I'm like, it's, that's such a great thing, but I'm like, you have to work hard at whatever it is. I'm constantly telling them like successful people. I don't care if you're an artist or Mm -hmm. it's school or a parent or anything. It's, it's going to be because you're willing to work harder than somebody else Mm -hmm. at it. And and so it's always, I guess I'm trying to like broaden it. So Mm -hmm. this is not just about the basketball game you need to play, buddy. Like Mm -hmm. I, I really love it. If you want to play basketball and that's awesome, you can work at it. But if, if it's not that, if it's school, if it's anything that you want to do, it's going to take a lot of effort. So I think trying to grind a little bit of that into them is at least that's where we're at right now. It feels like I'm just mm-hmm. trying to like keep repeating that kind of thing. Um, and then, but but they are. I mean, my the middle one Woods is the most confident, like you know, future frat kid. Yeah, <laughs> a bro. Like, yeah, he's just like he walks into every room like you're welcome. You know, I'm here. <laughs> Which is like just not my personality at all, and, and it's just really it's fun. But we were we were sitting the in the jacuzzi one night and he's like he's like I'm like what are you gonna do for them he's like I'll probably write songs and make millions of dollars <laughs> I, was, I was like oh okay I, I, you know and then we go into this whole conversation about he's like we should build a bridge from the jacuzzi to the pool with a waterfall I'm thinking you know he does this whole wow. like really you know he's got it figured out and I'm like well I don't have that kind of money he's like why you know there's this mm-hmm. he just doesn't and so and then I said well if you get successful you could maybe come back and buy me that bridge that would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and if for like a split second he was like well maybe and then he goes mm, i'm gonna have my own kids then and i'm gonna really need to keep that yeah five he's just like yeah um so it is that is a challenge i mm-hmm. think i think i was talking to um one of my buddies um that i played football with is billy napier he's a mm-hmm. coach at florida and we were just talking about it, like just do you remember how we grew up like how like we had, you're cutting the grass and you're doing mm-hmm. all the things like, and, and when me not being there, that creates a lot of that sort of, I feel like missing mm-hmm. pieces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the hardest thing is just trying to go like, okay, why don't you come to the studio with me today? And let's, let's see how, what this really is. Mm-hmm. This is not me playing on TV. This is just me working hard and let's see how boring it actually is. Yeah. Maybe give them a little bit of peek of like what the real work is like. There's something beautiful about that unbounded vision that, uh, oh, yeah, that totally. he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, that's kind of what pushes things forward in a lot of ways. No I do. I kind of want to expand on this topic of ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, but one song that just hits uh, among others is money and fame. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you've used the term toxic ambition before. Yeah. And Mary, I want to start with you answering the question. Cause I know I've experienced this with Sean where it's like, I have my own thing. She has her own thing. Um, we each have, ambitions that may be aligned sometimes but may not always be how have you guys navigated that as a couple because one ambition might feel more urgent or like you know this feeling of like whoa we're we're like trendy right now we got to go out and i can't miss a show and it's like there's sacrifice Mm -hmm. that happens but i'm curious how that's been for you yeah well one thing i wanted to say too about the other for us i don't feel like i mean i don't feel like bear goes anywhere where it's like I mean, may, I mean, maybe occasionally. So I, I feel like our kids have, like, a pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they go to, like, public school and just playing sports with their friends, whatever. So anyways, but going back to the to- toxic ambition thing, I think 
there was a time I feel like even me with the band probably had like an unhealthy relationship with that in that I probably put some of my own my own ambition for the band on him Mm -hmm. and I think it took some heartache for us to learn those things about Mm -hmm. ourselves and how to kind of reevaluate our own identities and like why are we doing this um I think I mean I think we have a long you know story of kind of going through that it was probably like 10 years into our marriage and I feel like there's certain like inflection points Mm -hmm. in a marriage like 10 years like some of the you know starry-eyedness that you have when you're 21 and get married is kind of gone and you're like actually living life and and you're kind of you're like in your 30s and all your stuff that you haven't really delved into and you haven't had the maturity to dive into um is starting to like come to the surface Mm. um so I think going sort of going back to identity and then I think with me in the past few years with my job with my job and and his job learning how to like do that together like in time and having timing um I think when I was younger, I was a lot less patient with my own path. And now, not only do I have to think about sort of their job, but my kids and who do I want to be most present for? Like, I don't want to pursue my career um, to the detriment of him, but also to my kids. So just kind of being slower paced about everything for me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think, I mean, I would have at that time probably 10 years into our marriage and into the career and all that um i just i mean i came from playing football so it's like there was this you know i approached everything like that very seriously like we watched tape on the shows like i was trying to (laughs) i was i was like we are going to dominate period there was no Mm -hmm. and what came with that um you know was just was our whole culture kind of was collapsing around us and we were forgetting what we got into it for and I think I know now and more simply like the best music we make, if it's going to be successful, like it's, it's not just the thing, the things that you think make you successful are not necessarily those things. Like mm-hmm. you can work as hard as you want, but like actual inspiration, where does mm-hmm. that come from? And like, to me, I really try to think of the stuff we do now as like, you know, this is, this is my offering to God. It's a, like, it's not, it can't be, can't be I think this is going to get to number one I can't think well, who's the audience that's going to like this and what's the mm-hmm. because it, when I've done that that actually hasn't worked you know so in, in a way it's like corrected itself in some ways I think um but mm-hmm. I saw I saw so many so many other artists got getting opportunities that I wanted that we weren't getting mm-hmm. and all that kind of and it just distracts you now now you're like dealing in some business world where it's really not. This is like music is really like an eight-year-old game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a kid's game. It's, and, and I think for me, um, getting back to that has helped a ton. Um, but we didn't – we were not equipped for it. I mean, we were not ready for – I think back – t- we, we went on tour with Taylor Swift like around that time. And I did not know you wanted to or T. Yeah, yeah, it was on the Speak Now tour. We did 83 shows, which is crazy. Wow. Um, I think you did 200 shows though in that year. That year, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. That'll take yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that will really wreck people because 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 there's still that feeling. We talk about the on ramp and off ramp mm-hmm. of mm. of that, you know, because you go out there. I, I'm not a. I'm pretty shy and quiet and really personality wise. So like the stage thing, it has to be, I have to really amp up for it, you know? So I think, I think it's just, I I treat it so much differently now. I know how false that is. I mean, we, we 
say this all the time, like, you know, people aren't made for that sort of adoration. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. they're just, mm. you're mm. not. And I think mm. to me, um, understanding that, like they're, mm. they're liking this music that I feel like was like, a, is really, I'm a channel for it. Mm -hmm. I'm not the thing that they're there for. Mm. And so serving that is awesome. Um, but starting to think you deserve it and mm -hmm. where you're going next, that, mm. that it is toxic to, you know, use that term. We did uh, six. I know I've cut you off twice. My bad. We did six shows in like a <laughs> ten day period, and still, <clears throat> I, I was like, that was not healthy at all. Uh, it was like a live podcast, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And my buddy was describe. He was a musician. He was mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's crazy. Like you're on stage, or you're doing the meet and greets, and there's people like myself fangirling, mm -hmm. and it's like uh, you're like on this weird kind of high, like mm -hmm. euphoria, and it's like that always is met with a you know some type of weird adjustment like low and i've really felt that where i was like gosh it's so crazy like as much as i realize that this is not healthy like i know this is not the thing of being admired like that you get swept up into it in one way or another it's like yeah. even physically yeah. like your adrenaline is pumping mm -hmm. in, a, in a crazy way but um yeah it's uh i think she's learned i think she has been great with like as we process probably the best thing in our marriage like all of our friends would say mm -hmm. is like we just talk a ton mm -hmm. and because going through that rough patch like 10 years in of us like reassessing kind of everything and getting counseling together and just really kind of like we developed this habit of you know we'll spend we get in bed at night we'll we'll talk for an hour mm -hmm. you know like it's really mm -hmm. we're breaking down all of those reasons so the fact we that we, we didn't have kids then too you it's so That's true. It's kids. so much more. Now we get in the tougher. bed and we're like, but when you don't true. have kids, you do have that time to just. Just got. I think it just got us on the same page about those things. So then, then, then you can problem solve. You can go, okay, it's going to be tough for me. You know, like I would just little things. Like I'm, I would catch the earliest flight home mm -hmm. because it's like so. You play the night mm -hmm. before ten thousand people, and then you're on the six a.m. and then you walk in the door. And it's like game time with the kids mm -hmm. right? and you're not ready. I'm mean, nobody's ready for that. And right. that sort of like, and so just little things of being like, Hey, why don't you take the later flight? Or why don't, if you're coming in super late, why don't you get a hotel and, and rest mm -hmm. and then come home ready to be dad, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so those little things like that, I feel like have made pretty massive, you know, differences. I have so much respect for artists who tour because kind of like Andrew was saying, we've done six shows. I did two tours that were 50 shows a piece after the Olympics. And that was probably the hardest time in our entire marriage. And I always find it funny how people will see you all go on tour and they're like, oh, you're so lucky. It's like, if only you understood the reality of like your world and how you have to build so many boundaries and a whole new system of life. I think it's, it's beautiful and fascinating how people can figure it out so beautifully, but it's so difficult. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> one of the questions that I had coming into this is like, you're getting ready to release your ninth album. You've gone through the waves and ups and downs of like the hardships. Why, why do you still tour? Why do you still create music? Like what's your, what's your guys's family? Why these days of continuing in this world? Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I would probably answer it fairly simply. I think just I, I, 
I've tried, there's, there's numerous things I've tried to walk away from in life, mm-hmm. you know, and music is one of them uh, several times. I'll come to her every, every couple of years and be like, you know what? I think I'm done with this. <laughs> like, like, I'm ready to be a contractor right. or something. <laughs> you know? um, but every time that's happened, like we've, we've kind of went through it and what is it? It's like, but I, the, what's weird with me is I, what drives me in the music thing is not as much the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, even back then, like when I was trying to be successful, it wasn't like um, I just was one of those. And I've met people, like you know, I've got a kid who's probably like that, just loves attention. And all that. <laughs> like it's not yeah. really what I love about it. It's actually the creation of it, and then mm. creating what the show is going to be, and then delivering this moment in the right way, and all mm-hmm. that. That's really. Um, I don't know if I could live without doing that in some form. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, just knowing like, okay, I'm gonna do this because this is. This is kind of why I was put here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going, okay, but then you don't have to say yes to everything. <laughs> you know, you don't have, there's a, you can do this in a healthy way. And the more I've met people um, along the way that, that show that you can, that's been huge to me. You know, I don't think I thought that it existed. I thought you had to sacrifice everything in order to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just not real. It's really not true mm-hmm. because you'll run into people that are just like, you know, I mean, to name drop, I just, I, I met him one time, so it's not a big deal. But like on that Taylor tour, I met Springsteen. And that for me was like one of those, like mm-hmm. I couldn't talk, you know, I was like freaking out. Um, but just incredibly humble about the way he approached his family. And even me when we were talking, just like, and I was, I was like, wait, you don't have to be this, you know, totally self involved mm-hmm. jerk to do this job. Um, you can mm-hmm. sort of respect it and be like thankful for the job. I think that's, probably where we're at now and mm-hmm. and and um it's fun to see like other parts of that like become part of the job that i like like the leadership part um because i sort of look at the band like a family now and and not just the band but all the people that work for the band mm-hmm. and it's like how do you create a culture where that's actually great for their life too mm-hmm. um mm. and and so that's a that's a crazy challenge and i like that kind of challenge you know it's like how do we develop over time habits and ways that they can they can really feel fulfilled can i press in this a little bit yeah because uh, you you mentioned earlier that you still feel like you're trying to make it mm-hmm. i'm wondering if that's like a is that like a you problem or like a, like a music industry <laughs> problem you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like because i think it's both okay <laughs> i think it's both i think i think my my making it is always this it's more existential it's like it's <laughs> it's you know i'm always thinking of why are humans not wired to pick the best thing? They're they're like mm-hmm. it feel like we're wired to pick the easiest thing, and so if you're making art, you're thinking of this like, you know, higher you know, art form that you're that you're trying to participate in, mm. and you're hoping that if you do that, if you really commit to that, it's just like this is my offering to God. Why wouldn't that be successful? And I think that's probably why I'm always saying that of of like what level of, of that success am I gonna feel like, you know is enough and there the truth is there isn't one you know it's like there nothing that happens after the creation process is going to live up to that like i don't care if we won you know all kind of grammys and that kind of thing you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. just not it will never be enough for me it it seems so i feel like i have to battle that all the time i'm always trying to like diffuse that idea in my mind of you know the result Mm -hmm. because when you make a record this first thing you know the record comes out and then that day you're you got to read all the comments. You got you know, all that stuff is just so ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know. But but it's you still fight it because it's this is your baby. You made this thing that's like you feel so attached to. So I feel like I'm still struggling with that, and that's probably why that like 
feel like you're still trying to make it. Mm. Um, and it's always been, I should say, the to me, the reason for success with with music for me anyway has always been about creative freedom. So if you get to a place where you know we can tour, but I can't, all the ideas I have for the tour we can't afford. Mm -hmm. That's what I, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's like I want to make this moment so amazing. They're like, well, that's going to be nineteen trucks, and that's like uh, you know whatever. <laughs> it's like th so that that freedom to me as we've gotten, you know older as a band and as I've gotten down the road, just being able to take time making a record even, mm -hmm. that's like immediately a budget thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, what if we went to France for two months and we did this, <laughs> you know, whatever. So part mm. of that, I think, is, is like having that freedom to make those choices, you know, and spend the time on something that you really care about. Did you guys go to France for two months? We did not yet. Okay. Okay. Um, still a dream. Still a dream. Still a dream. But those we do. Those little league baseball games keep getting yeah, in the way. Right. Yeah, they're wow. totally. Um, no, we haven't yet, but we did on this record. Like we, we spent a year and a half on it. And so it was a, it's really like an exercise that we know the money will not come back on that. That's not like a, yeah, you know, yeah. we, mm -hmm. we know going in that, that we care about this more than anyone else will. Um, hmm. but we spent a ton of time together, like doing all that stuff, discussing like, why are we doing this? What is it? And how can we all get on the same page of creating that and get our egos out of the way and just get in a room together and make something beautiful. Um, and so I feel proud of that. Like we are doing that to the best, the best we can mm -hmm. for sure. Mary Reams, how is, how has your ambition changed over the years? You mentioned like this mm -hmm. inflection point. Was there one, was there ever a point where you wanted to pull the plug on the whole thing ever? Like the antithesis of mm -hmm. imposing your, superimposing sure. your ambition on there. And then how has it matured? Well, it's funny because I see you three guys as very similar. And I mean, professional athletes, musician, I'm like, I'm a nurse, which is great. I'm more on like the dorky end of the spectrum. Like I really want to like read all the research on this one <laughs> random thing. Mm. So I don't, you know, I see people like you guys, you know, you couldn't have done what you did, obviously what you did without having this unbelievable drive inside that starts from when you're a kid. Um, and so oftentimes I feel like with highly driven people, you set a goalpost, you know, 10 years out. But then by the time you get to that goalpost, you're the new one is way over there. So you don't take the time to be like, oh my gosh, like I've accomplished this goal, you know? Mm. Um, so I feel like I always tell that to Bear with his stuff. I'm like, hey, dude, that tour was great. Like, here's what you said you wanted to do. You accomplished it. Like, we should celebrate it rather mm. than in his perception, the goalpost is way over there and mm -hmm. then I make it, you know? For me, I feel like part of our dynamic is my ambition is a little. It's just a different thing. Like, as you know, a person in healthcare, you're never going to have people cheering and clapping and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's more of a self, um, I don't know, growth. And mm. I, I get in the mire of like a whole different myriad of things. Um, I don't know if that makes, mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm. But um, I've luckily with my path, I feel like I've been able to push the brakes and then push the gas mm. just based on our family needs. So I don't feel like we're both both in these like super rigorous paths. Whereas like being in a band, being athletes, like that realistically, I think those paths are extremely rigorous. I think it'd be very hard to have two people doing that. Like if I was building some huge company or something, it, that, that would be a different set of challenges that I don't think that we face. I can kind of do mine along. Mm. slowly do mine alongside and that's fulfilling 
you know, for me, I think. Well, I would say yeah. too that you like we met in college. You know, I was a very serious person, so like I'm not dating this person unless I think maybe we're gonna get married. Like there, there's and and I've got a set. I kind of had a set of, you know, things I was looking for. Wait, strangely enough, thinking about how much of an idiot I was, <laughs> like I still had like this thing of like I need someone, you know, who is a little higher class than me, who is who can like walk with me into rooms and who's socially. Uh, you know, confident and all those things, but also will hold me to it, you know, has a way that they, and she is that for mm. sure, which is incredible. And the other question with that was, you know, but what if it goes bad, you know, because this, this whole thing is a risk. It's mm -hmm. just like, and I knew it back then and I still know it now. And we joke, I mean, I was just like, okay, let's say, you know, <laughs> that like tomorrow I feel like a different calling. It's like, we're going to Africa. That's what we're doing. We're going to be missionaries and there's, we, we sell everything and we go and she, and I just could tell, I mean, you know, she has that, that thing of like a hundred percent. If you feel like that's what we want to like, it was, so mm -hmm. that's a huge, mm -hmm. you know, superpower. I think a freedom that you get from that of like, listen, we can take some risks. And if this means, you know, the, whatever our house has to change or this has to, you know, I know that, um, She'll not just embrace that, but like enjoy it, make the most of it. You're saying she supports you. Uh, she supports like risk as a whole, or like you don't. You've never felt pressured to like keep doing the same because right. It's working. If I feel that pressure, it's always I'm feeling it myself. I, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. flip from her. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I of course feel like that. You know, like every person does. But just I think, I think I've never felt it on her end of like, well, you should go do more shows because we need money for this or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was never. Um, and I think that's you know, that's rare. And, and so I, yeah, I feel good about the fact that if tomorrow we, we, I feel a different calling or I don't feel like I'm supposed to make music anymore or, you know, whatever it is that the lifestyle is not why we're doing this. I'm going to try to voice a thought that I've not fully manufactured in my head, but you've mentioned a couple of things where it's like this, uh, the back and forth of, I love it. And this, I think it goes for parenting, for our careers, all this, where it's like, uh, this is really fulfilling at times and it's working sometimes um, and like walking down that path of commitment while also getting terrified at that path of like shoot like parenting you know it's like a daunting thing when you're walking into it <laughs> yeah. it's like but you're excited for it or like you know the next album of like shoot should I just run like can I turn my back on this and do another thing it's I feel it every time we we push this limit of comfort you know, it's like, shoot, this is a commitment. I don't know if I'm up for it. Like, I yeah. don't know if I'm, I yeah. don't know if I'm worthy, you know, it's yeah. crazy. I think there's a, I mean, most of the things that I've done have, I, I say most, I think all of the good things that we've done had that mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. you know, like at starting out, I was like, this is ambitious in that way of like, it's wild, like yeah. what we're about to do and really scary. And, and I feel like, it's funny to me because I feel like parenting, I say this sometimes in shows, like it, it is really talking to yourself. That's what I, as much as I'm like trying to give them some, you know, it's, it's like we had a, we had a kid like come and uh, go to the first day of a basketball camp, you know, and he comes back and he got in trouble for doing something and he's crying. He's like, I don't want to go back and all this. Kind of, and, and then you immediately are, are telling him, buddy. This is going to be fine. And you can't run away from challenges like that. Like, mm. You know, I'm telling him, 
here's what's going to happen. Mm. The next thing that you get scared of at school that you don't want to do, or or when your your friends jump off that cliff into the mm-hmm. water, you're not going to want to do it. You you've got to embrace this challenge because the next one won't come unless you do. Whoa. You know, and so and then I, I was like. Obviously, I'm talking to myself more than I am my eight year old. You know, it's not yeah. basketball camp's not that big of a deal. But, <laughs> but, um, so I do, I find that of like, I'm trying to, and then I have to, you know, then you, you kind of have to do it because you said it. You mm. know, that's what I feel. Andrew and I have these conversations a lot that kind of revolve around this like toxic ambition, but obsessiveness that comes with kind of all of our careers. Um, and now being parents, trying to translate that to your children in a healthy way. We talk about a lot, like what should the definition of success be for our children? And it scares me sometimes. I, this is probably not healthy, but I refuse to like hang awards from my career around our house because I don't ever want to feel like that's the level of success that they need to reach in order to be successful in mom and dad's eyes. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, living in this world for you guys where you're constantly creating and breaking the next boundary, how do you guys teach your kids what success looks like and ambition? How do you teach them normal? How do you Mm -hmm. teach them average? Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, When life is very extreme. Yeah. We're similar in that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't put any of my, like, none of the stuff you know, that you see like that is around our house. Mm-hmm. I feel like all of our kids will probably one day in their thirties be like, my mom was like really good at gymnastics, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that it'll be like a light bulb will go yeah. out and be like, they never really, you know, I mean, they'll eventually know, but yeah. where you're not sort of putting probably the things that drove all of you guys in sports to success. You're trying not to put those things mm-hmm. on your kids, you know, but then it's the question of if you didn't have those things, would you have accomplished the things that you did? You know, mm-hmm. so it's tough. It's the both. And I actually heard I'm not trying to cut you off. But I had a, heard a re, there was like a really good sermon at our church the other day. And I was like talking about sort of how like God loves us. Um, but it's the fully holding of your kids of like, I love you regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, your life is going to be messy and mm. you're going to make incredible mistakes. But this is like a safe landing spot for Mm -hmm. you at the same time the world is actually tough Mm -hmm. and you need to sort of to the degree I think that each child can um you know sort of progress you want to teach them resiliency and the fit like with the basketball camp thing it's Mm -hmm. like I could be like okay you don't have to go tomorrow um but is that best for him in the long run so how do I like um nurture his heart and yet say I think you can do this. I think you can give this another try. And for us, I think with three, and now they're getting to the age where we really are seeing their personalities, is like each one is different what they are able to do. Um, our oldest is like super sensitive, so we have to do a <laughs> lot of nurturing of the heart. Our second one is full of confidence. You know, mm-hmm. he probably, like things are just going to come more naturally to him. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's the both and, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's a yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Because even when I think of the word success, it's just too singular to me. It's Mm -hmm. like as an artist, I'm like, I'm immediately like, I just don't want to use the word all of a Mm -hmm. sudden. I'm like, what? Like, what is that? It's hard Mm -hmm. for me to answer now. So it is hard to give that to the kids. Um, You're trying to give them the tools to pursue the things that they love. You know, like somebody, I think somebody told me it's like your job as a parent is give them love and opportunity. 
And if you could just give them those two things, then, and so I think that obviously is more complicated than that. But, but to me, um, that resiliency and drive, they have to get it, you know, from a home, you got to push them. Like that's like, and, but, you, but it's a big deal of the identity. I'm pushing you because so I'm, I'm constantly telling the boys, I'm like, why do I love you? You know? And they're like, because I'm your son. Mm. That's, that's, mm. and I'm like, in the end, doesn't matter what you do, you got me for that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you decide you want to pursue this thing, that's going to be on you. <laughs> and I'm going to help you with it and give you the tools to do that now. If you tell me you, you know, love something, then we're going to pursue it. But other than that, like, that's not the, I'll never love you because you did that thing. I think if I can give them that, even if they aren't successful in kind of whatever mm-hmm. those terms mean, you know, when we normally think of it, um, I think that's a better life. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm constantly telling them too, I'm like, I'm like, buddy, look at people that are happy in life. Like there's mm-hmm. so many people can choose a million different paths that blow me away and they're just incredibly fulfilled and mm-hmm. having great lives and families. And, um, my grandmother is, a uh, um, from this little town, Butler, Alabama, which is like middle of nowhere. And all of her, you know, offspring became like missionaries and musicians and all these like insane things. Mm-hmm. She's lived in this small little town her whole life. I mean, she's still the one that everybody, all of those people call when, when something bad happens, you mm-hmm. know, or when they need advice. And there's just, there's something about being wise, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and in life that is probably more important than the success part. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. certainly the success, success makes it easier to do certain things, but um, I think we're trying to pour that into them, you know, mm-hmm. make them gentlemen in every way we can, you know. <laughs> we always say, I mean, one thing that I think swirls around both of our heads, and we heard it somewhere, is like, you're not trying to raise the most successful 18-year-old mm-hmm. or 22-year-old. You want somebody who is mm-hmm. an awesome 50-year-old. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they've got the tools to navigate through the ups and downs of life, and you know, for us, like, and you guys, like, sports is a tool just for teaching that with the kids. Um, whether you're the best on your team, you're in the middle, or you're the worst. Like, you know, how do you handle mm. the disappointment, the success, all those things? And, you know, just I feel like for parents finding all those little tools, whatever it might be, drama, music, whatever, where it's like you're taking it out of like I'm putting this on you and you have to do this. It's mm-hmm. like okay, let's talk about these situations that you're like experiencing. Mm-hmm. You know, so. it's I think we're in a weird. I mean, it's hard to have this conversation without even thinking about like our cultural like time that we're living in. Like we're all subject to it. I don't care. And we've gone through this sort of like so much of anything you talk about has gone through this lens of sort of self-discovery that is popular now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, is that really, you know, a hundred years ago, was that really, were you talking about this the same way? No. <laughs> Are we better now? <laughs> no. You know, it's just, the conversation's just different. You know, like a hundred years from now, it'll be, so I try to think about like, what are these like old, sort of old school principles mm-hmm. that are like, that make people good people? Mm. Like, can we, can we put those in there? Cause honestly, we don't know when they're 40 or 50, like the world, you know, we talk about whatever you want, AI and all this stuff. It's like, they're going to be living in a completely different world. It's moving so fast. So it really, the skills have to be kind of useful in, in all the areas, I guess. Like timeless skills. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're very similar in how we think about all of that. We probably spend way too much time thinking about it, but it's that, it's that foundational idea that you were saying about like, why does, mommy daddy love you it's because 
it's just you. It it's yeah. like, mm -hmm. it just is. And my biggest fear with our kids, and it's also just a cultural thing, there's so much so much expectation put on kids these days at just a foundational mm -hmm. level. Bro, youth sports is like, are you kidding? Oh, it's Around here, it's it's so, it's it's like so racket. toxic. What is yeah. happening, dude? Yeah. And I think the reason why I asked the question is to hear you speak as someone that's in the industry and has been in the industry for so long and to hear you speak so passionately about creating art and still having that joy, I feel like that's what our culture is stripping away from kids these days. They don't want them to create and play and enjoy. They want them to succeed. They want them to win and be the best. And coming from people who have, in cultural eyes, succeeded, that expectation that's kind of embedded on children scares me. Mm -hmm. And it's always yeah. like, how can I take that away from them? Because I know everyone else outside of our home is like, oh, I'm sure your daughter is going to be a really good gymnast. It's like, <laughs> no, she'll probably be horrible. <laughs> she'll probably hate it yeah. because yeah. of that. But how can, how can we nurture that creative process and mm -hmm. passion in kids these days when the world just wants them to be the best by the time they're five yeah well mm -hmm. and there's it's powerful i think <clears throat> music is i mean really all i think love that is out in the world it sounds so frou-frou like, <laughs> like i really feel like the things that we 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 have a song on the new record it's called ever known it's like and it's about these people in our lives that we weren't around that much mm -hmm. and so and so immediately start talking about teachers or whatever and we started asking people like okay who was that person in your life and it's crazy how much people want to talk about it it, it mm -hmm. actually surprised mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. i was like oh everybody has a story they're like oh it was miss whoever you know it's like <laughs> and it was eighth grade and it was the you know they like go right into it because they and you think about the impact those people had whether and they don't know it mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's i think that to me is like the thing is it, in, in our in other forms of art besides music like there wasn't a timeline on that success mm -hmm. and so many of the things that we live by mm -hmm. now or have changed cultures completely mm -hmm. these people were dead when it happened <laughs> you know? yeah. so, so it's a good sort of thing to look at and go like man this this that that positivity that you are giving out to the world whether it be art or mm -hmm. whatever you're doing you know um i think is incredibly powerful and in, in, impossible to measure mm -hmm. And so giving them, you know, whatever you can at this age, you know, that sort yeah. of idea, though, of like, man, you know, so we went game and play with the boys. I'm like, we're, we'll go out for vacation at the beach. And I'm like running them, one of them in the stroller in the back riding the bikes. I'm like, how many compliments can we give in the next mile? You know, and they get, it gets really funny because they're just like, nice shirt, dude. You know, <laughs> but they get, you know, they get all jazzed up on yeah. them. Like the people smile. It's like this is a crazy interaction. I'm like, this is it. Yeah. This is it, man. This is how you live. This is, you know. I think too, I think our kids will be deeply shaped by culture, but way more than that, they'll be shaped by like, which is scary and awesome, what's in our heart. Mm -hmm. And I think as like what we really value, like if we're, you know, an unhealthy respecter of persons, like our kids will pick up on that. And so I think one thing that he does really well, he's like such a good storyteller with the voice, which makes sense with music, but he tells them a lot of stories of little, you know, culturally insignificant moments that have been so impactful to him, like, you know, Mama Nell, you know, his mm -hmm. grandmother who is, she's not famous, not that many people know her, but she is just a gem of a human being. So I feel like as we work on our own like hearts and souls and the things that we 
believe to be like eternally precious, you know, those moments of kindness or Mm -hmm. that teacher who you were having a hard year and encouraged you that year. I think our kids will pick up on like, oh, those are like, those are actually the valuable things. Like they'll go through phases where they're like enamored with all the cultural things. But then as they age and mature, those really important things will bubble up to the surface, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like injecting all those little stories Mm. Is it, you know, you know, asked about, like to the, the thing about like, how do I get them to be normal? Like when I'm doing the story thing, we have this game at night, like they pick an age, you know, between zero and 40 or whatever. And I have to tell a story about my life from that. Like most, I mean, their favorite story is like dad pooped his pants one time. Like, like, whatever it is. And so like they, it forces you to, to give them like all the failures. Yeah. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. You know, because it's like, I don't get to decide what story kind of story. They're like, okay, injuries tonight. You, know, like, whatever it is. you say poop your pants on stage? On on a date. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh. It happened in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was legit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and not funny at the time. Very <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so, so cute. I listened to a few episodes, and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and the Netflix show, Brainchild. So these people know what they're doing. As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning really cool. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. So it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with the therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. This has been an enlightening conversation, (laughs) but I love... uh, it's so fun to reflect on how marriage and parenting are parallels to like what what we learn in the Bible mm-hmm. or like what how God relates to us. You know, just like a shadow of it kind of. And um you were talking about you view art now as an offering, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing. I love thinking of it like that. And it's like when we talk about success or whether they're gonna do gymnastics or music or whatever else, it's like whatever you can do with such excitement and purpose and with this like uh hands open like offering mentality that's it dude and i feel like i feel like the luckiest man ever because i feel like i found two of those things football being one took me a couple years to not try to you know force success in that and i had a bunch of whatever i was like stressed because i was like i gotta make it work and as soon as i was like no man i this is so fun and oh my gosh i'm so thankful for this that's when i started mentally unlocking myself and performing better and then now we get to do this which it's like every day this creation is like so fun so i just that's kind of my benchmark of how i'm thinking of like when when you're viewing it as an offering like there's excellence that gets bundled up into that and like this effort and all this focus, just a beautiful place to be. Um, but I do want to talk about your latest album coming out mm-hmm. called Caves. Freaking hyped. Yeah. So you, <laughs> I mean, you have people. Andrew will be the first one to, to get nice. it. Do we get a sneak preview or what? <laughs> oh I'll, my God. I'll send you the record. <laughs> okay. Again, not a question you're allowed to ask. <laughs> okay. Tell us about it. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, um, I mean, I say this every time, so it's, it's like, but I, I do think it's the best work we've done, um, because of all those things we've been talking about, just, just I feel like the culture of the band is in a really good spot where we all can walk into a room and kind of drop the egos and, um, even it's just tough in a group to, there's always this battle of like, who's responsible for what, mm-hmm. you know? And I think we've lost that and which is awesome. It's in, like you get to the end of the record. It's like I don't even know who that idea that was that mm-hmm. made it on there, and that's really powerful. And I think this record, when I listen back to it, and I my process is that I don't try to think of what we're trying to do before we do it, um, because I feel like a lot of times it's like it gets teachy. It mm-hmm. gets a little like, oh, well, then I didn't discover anything while I was making this art. I didn't learn anything, so why would anybody else? You know. Um, so I think that's a little bit how this thing worked. And when I listened back to it, I was surprised at sort of um 
how like we've always said we're a band with a chip on our shoulder there was always this like we're from a small town like nobody takes us seriously we always felt like we're the biggest band you never heard of we'd say that it's like um there's hardly a chip at all Mm. um and that was the surprising to me and also really refreshing to me listening to it like you're saying you know when you take things too seriously maybe you get in your own way at times and I've I definitely feel that in our career at times where um we had a point to make and we were so making it so it just it allowed us to be in it more than probably it needed to be mm-hmm. and so when I hear this record that's that's what I hear and feel it's just sort of a thankfulness to do it and um sort of a freedom in it so it's the best songs collection of songs, which makes it easier to work on something when you, you know, that, that's probably, if I'm like telling the kid who's like starting music, I'm like, this is all about get the best songs you can because because once you revere and respect the songs, the, the, the that piece, then every decision you make can be about what serves that thing well. Mm-hmm. You know, what is um, my favorite, like there's a book called War on Art that I've Love, right? So yeah. good. And uh, the, there's a, some he's a story about inspiration in there. He's like, what you want to do is set up, set up your place to work, you know, so that when inspiration comes in, she doesn't soil her gown. Mm. You know, this like that's just a reverence to mm-hmm. what you're trying to do. Mm. And I think um, I, I feel like that because we had those songs around, it was like, okay, we're gonna take as long as it takes to do this. If we got to redo it five times or get a different drummer on this or do this or whatever it was, um, so. It, I'm really proud of the record and I'm going to try not to care how well it does, you know what I mean? Because of that, it just feels like, and it's in a nice place because it's not, you know, out right now. So that's a nice, (laughs) that's a nice place to be where like I can actually value it without anybody else, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, having their opinion on it yet. So silly question. Very frivolous. Do you listen to their music? That is not a silly question. It's actually really interesting. In our younger years, I would listen to all the iterations of Mm -hmm. a song. But I realized this is invariably once the fully recorded mastered song comes out, you're like, man, but the first time I heard it, I really liked it like that. You know, there's like a disappointment because I think if a song Mm. is a good song, you kind of connect with it regardless of all the, um, you know, embellishment around Mm -hmm. it, you know. So... Around the Hard Love record, I was like, you know, I really, I actually don't want you to play me all the iterate. Like, I'll hear it here and there, but I want to have the experience of actually hearing the record when it's pretty much done, like a fan would. And that was awesome. Mm -hmm. I remember getting the mastered version of the record and just taking a walk around the block and being like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can't wait for fans to have that same experience. And so I do hear some of the songs, Mm -hmm. but most of the time it'll be like, like listen to this while I'm like in the bathroom trying to get ready. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's good. um, There's been, there's, I mean, I've probably written, I don't know, 20 love songs that have to do with her. And there's, there's nothing more defeating about like, like, what do you think about this? She's like, you know, it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's like, neat. Did you actually you know? just unload the dishwasher? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we finally hit on a couple that she likes, which is great. But um, but that's a good, it's also a good thing of like, you know, she knows what I'm capable of. Just like yeah. you know, anybody. And, and also when I'm trying too hard, it's probably the best, you know, it's like, I can tell you're aiming right here. Mm-hmm. Um, I also so, know my limitations too. I'm like, you know, when I was younger, didn't have kids, I could know all the cu- cool music that's mm-hmm. out. And now I'm just like, I like certain things. Like I, I lean towards 
the songs that probably nobody likes on the record. Like mm-hmm. I like the more um, mellow, mm-hmm. you know, ballad type songs. Um, so I don't trust my own feedback. I'm like, you don't need to be listening to me. You've got plenty of professional <laughs> friends who do this, you know. Um, so don't make any decisions based on my opinion. And then, yeah, just being able to enjoy it myself when it gets closer to finished. Mm. I've enjoyed that sort of transition in, in our life. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I got a little territorial when you said uh, this is the best collection of songs just because of the sheer <laughs> epicness that you've Energy. put out. Right. <laughs> it's so good. Like, think about that statement. <laughs> think, about, think about the music uh, they put out. You're becoming says, a super fan. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> you got to calm down. I love it. Um, I'm going to ask the rapping question. No, no, yeah. wait, no, hold on. Wait, wait, let's go for a couple more minutes. I want to, because they never told how they met story. We jumped right oh, into yeah. the deep talk. It's like, you can get that, and I, I get the last one. Okay. Can you guys, <laughs> you, met, you mentioned you met in college. What's the full story? Um, Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to start. I think it's I'll tell it very well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, this is, this is super dorky, and even as like, an old person, I'm embarrassed to say it. I really never dated anybody before Bear. And so I remember, and I, I'm not fangirly like this, but I remember going, he was like leading worship at like FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian mm-hmm. Athletes. And I was like, that guy seems cool. I could probably marry him. I remember having Aww. a thought, which was very not like me. It, like, it was kind of a God moment. So then he and his buddy Joe um, had people over to like watch a movie or something with FCA. And I was like, well, I'm definitely going to that. Nice. And I went and Bear, he is not quite, I mean like he obviously in his job, he's gotten good at like talking to people in college. He was the most painfully quiet person. So it was like <laughs> crickets. So is this I'll, when he pooped his pants? Cause that'd be quiet too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't that nice. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, that was awkward. And then didn't think anything much about it. Until you like asked me on a date, yeah. Years. So you can take it from there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> um, no, I just yeah. There was something about her. I, not, I was listening. That I don't talk, but I'm like paying attention. Like I feel like I'm really perceptive in that way um, about the kind of girl she was and all that. Just you know, it was really interesting to me. And then we went on a. I took her to the airport for the first date, and so we watched planes take off and Sick. talk. Wait, um, that's adorable. Yeah, right. It's like out of a that's movie right there. And cheap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we did that. And, and honestly, I called my mom after we, and, and I went into all the heavy stuff, like just right away. It was just mm-hmm. like, let's just talk about it. What do we, you know, where do you see yourself? What, how do we, all that stuff. And I called my but mom But it wasn't after. interviewing. I mean, we both were no. like, yeah, let's go into the deep waters yeah, we and just, talk about yeah. the universe. Um, <laughs> and then I called my mom that night. I was like, I think I, mm. I, think I might mm-hmm. have met the girl, you know. And so like you do in college, we she was a freshman and I was a junior maybe, I think. Mm-hmm. And so she was very young still. Mm-hmm. And so like she, <laughs> and that I night, she anybody. was awesome. Like, yeah. I think the whole experience like yeah. freaked me out because he also – Get, I mean, he was just like, well, he went ahead and was like, well, maybe we'll get married one day. And I was like, what? I thought we were just that like, night talking, you know? Yeah, I'm just like, let's just, let's just get, let's go ahead <laughs> I mean, and start figuring this out. Get clarity on this. Yeah, after a month or two, we got a little sideways. I got very like sheepish, like kind of lost my mojo or whatever. And then, disagreeable a little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. which I knew and wasn't. So we did break up for a bit. Well, he did. And then, he broke up with me, which was sad. But then that summer, I always say I went home and got my mojo back. And I came back 
to my sophomore year, and I was like, you know what? Brad Pitt would be lucky to date me. So. <laughs> she came so, in pretty yeah. strong. So the middle kid gets it. The middle kid gets it from her. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then after that, it was pretty. We were, it's pretty clear we were gonna. Yeah, keep going. and she of course like she graduated in three years from Furman, which is wow. like a tough school. And I was there redshirted, so it was five for me. We graduated <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Great timing. Yeah. yeah. Can you give us a review on Bears? Uh, college football career okay what, what were some of the stats 40 yeah. times it was pretty awesome to watch it was fun i mean Furman. i don't know what they're like now they were really good during those few years so that was fun um i don't remember the stats and stuff but i think you got like south carolina player of the year against other schools whoa flex. that was fun he never talks about it and well, i mean Either, but we got, I mean, I was just fortunate. We were there at the right. There was the winningest mm-hmm. class ever at Furman the four years we were there. And like that kid, Billy, he's a coach, is, you know, was our quarterback, my best friend. And, and um, it was just, yeah, it was a sweet time, but a long time ago. You were a wide um, receiver. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave me, the, they did give me the college player of the year that year um, awesome. over like Carolina Clemson players and all that. Which what? makes no sense, really, but I just think they weren't very good that year. It's like, well, we can't give them to these guys. <laughs> they had three wins that year or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so it was – I mean, it was fun. I still – I'm a massive sports fan still. Like, I mean, football and baseball, I'm really – Furman? Too, so I keep up with them because there's some some guys that I played with that are coaches there and stuff like that. But now it's the – I mean, I, there's probably ten schools that I have, like, guys that coach different places mm-hmm. and all that that I really – keep up with more i'm an alabama fan because of the bear bryant thing mm. so kind of have you're not to hard to be fans of in general. i yeah. played at the i played at the powerhouse of the sec vanderbilt university so oh. i'm like that's funny. Just, well, yeah. funny the coach at Furman, bobby johnson oh my god right after you played for bobby coach. johnson yeah. yes so did he. dude that guy changed my whole okay, life I wondered, y'all are a lot Freaking. younger than us i wondered if you ever played for bobby johnson i don't know when he like for one year no, not even for a year, bro. That's crazy to me. And then, well, then Coach Fowler, who was yeah, yeah, near my freshman year, was the head coach yeah. at Herman. But I had zero. I was not good in high school. I went to all the college camps. Signing day came and went. Didn't have an offer. I get a call from Bobby Johnson like in April. So this is after like everyone, even if you're not an athlete, has made their college decision. And he said, uh, he said we have a scholarship spot open. I was like, how? Oh, this is way, way late. He said. That, there was a kid who had gotten uh, murdered. Like someone mm-hmm. broke into their house. He jumped in front of a special needs little brother and took mm-hmm. a bullet. Oh he was like the best re- recruit Vandy had ever had. Rajon mm-hmm. Bennett's name. And because this happened, here's your spot. So I rolled in. Bobby Johnson was my coach for two weeks, and then he hung it up in like August, yeah. right before the season right. started. Yeah. But he came to visit a couple of years later. I like I like wrote him a note. I was like, this changed. Mm-hmm. My life, dude. And if yeah. it wasn't for Vanny, I would have met Sean. It's like yeah. it's crazy to retroactively look back yeah. and see that led to this, to that, mm-hmm. to that. But man, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you get? Do you guys know the Zimmermans? The uh, I know of them, but not okay. Them He's a firm. They're Furman. Yeah. Peeps. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot anyway, that. Yeah. Um. I want to keep talking. No, please. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I feel like musicians and athletes are classically friends because. I feel like, and I mean, what do I know? But I mean, I played high school sports, but that was very average to less than. <laughs> but um, I feel like there's just a certain drive, but you have to be a little bit insane to be a professional athlete and a little bit insane to be a profi- professional musician. Yeah. You know, like, um, so it makes for good, you know, I feel like there's a lot of similar challenges and, you know, high moments too. So, uh, Last question before he takes you on another <laughs> hour long journey. 
Um, one of our favorite questions to ask couples that come in, especially just who have gone through a long journey together, married 20 years, three babies, nine need to breathe albums, mm-hmm. which is really exciting coming in September. Um, what is the best piece of advice you've been given or would give to couples? Mm. One thing that I say, and no newlywed or engaged people believe it or want to hear it, but maybe it's just like a nugget. Because I do feel like we're getting to the age where it's like we meet more and more couples that are younger mm-hmm. than us. We've been together a long time, been through some stuff. It's like, you know that line in your vows that's like, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. When you're engaged and newlyweds, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever that means. You kind of don't even think about it. But there will come a point in life where there is a worse. And it's probably worse than you think it is when you're mm. young. And it'll be hard and awful and painful at the time. But if you can walk through it together with the right support, with your community, with mentors, with counselors, whatever, there will also come a time where you'll look back and be like, man, that was the thing Mm -hmm. that made our relationship so much more beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think, I mean, mine's similar to that. I don't, I don't have a great like wise one line for it, but I think it's incredibly hard to be married. And for a long time, it's, um, and the only way no you people try to carry it alone i think that's that's mm-hmm. what i see the most if i it would say it's like there's certain things people come into a marriage and think oh i ought to take care of this part because you know that's my role or whatever it is and i think it's way too heavy to do that the mm-hmm. idea i know you know renee brown or whatever talks about it's like a relationship's never 50-50 that's ridiculous mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. And so I do think there's an element to that. Like there's gonna be times when you're going through something so tough that you're not gonna be able to go, yeah, I've got 80% of this, you got 20. Like sometimes it's backwards. And so I just think Mm -hmm. um, remembering that's massive. Yeah, dang. I don't know if standing ovations uh, after an interview are. This was incredibly thoughtful. Uh, I love the self-awareness you guys have, the intentionality and also with all your music, it's reflected in that as well. Just a, Thanks, a big yeah. fan. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, what was your 40 time in college? Okay. That's the last thing. Um, coming out of high school, it was a 4-3. <laughs> oh, what? 4-3, <laughs> babe. <laughs> what can't this guy do? This doesn't help. This doesn't what, help. What can't do it now? Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A 4-3. The whole city yeah. will know about your... Your right, 40 times now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have put that out there. Dang, when you put cleats on last August? Oh, Let's get this guy out. So, out. What's really funny is Little League Baseball last fall, running the bases, definitely. Kid um, got in my way and I tried to dodge him. <laughs> I go down and I put my arm down and no. I tore my bicep. Yeah, oh, wow. That's shit. a rough one. Oh, it was awful. It was so Did like, you do the whole like, like, surgery thing, long time. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, so she's just trying to say I don't have it anymore. No. <laughs> 
That's what wives are for. We humble. We humble you guys. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Truly, congratulations. We are so excited for your album. And thank thank you you so much for coming in. It has been a true honor. Thank you very much. For those listening who like the show, for whatever reason, you're definitely going to like Need to Breeze music if you haven't <laughs> listened to it. So we'll link it down below. Uh, Bear, Mary Reams, thank you so much. This was a treat. Of course, man. Thank you. <laughs> all right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search couple things and tap our shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.